0: Oh, dear. we become a race of peeping Toms. What people ought to do is get outside their own house and look in for a change. Yes, sir. How's that for a bit of homespun philosophy?
1: Radio 78, WBBM, Chicago. The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Voodoo is a word to conjure with, and conjure is the right word, because the high priest of voodooism was called a conjure man. It was he to whom the practitioners of voodoo turned when they wanted spells cast or lifted, enemies punished, or love affairs promoted. As voodoo spread northward from the island of Haiti to the Americas, and particularly to New Orleans, it should be noted that its most powerful conjurers were women.
0: All-powerful one, see your night. The sacred knife of our ancient gods, see, Dambala. The knife has drawn blood, and you, Dambala, you will now have another soul. Oh, Dambala, look with mercy and
2: kindness upon this servant who will continue to serve you faithfully now and forever.
3: Our mystery drama, The
1: House of the Voodoo Queen, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Murray Burnett and stars Jordan Charney and Joan Loring. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. I'll be back shortly with Act One. If you take a look at the 1975 cars, you'll notice a European influence. And there are some new American cars that rival the Europeans. One being Buick's new Skylark SR with its touring car interior and spirited little V6 engine. But don't think of the Skylark SR as a European tourer. We're proud of the fact that it's a Buick. You will be too. Buick. Dedicated to the free spirit in just about everyone.
4: In God We Trust, America Speaks. George Washington remarked during the Constitutional Convention, let us raise a standard to which the wise and honest can repair. The event is in the hands of God. Presented by the Catholic Communications Foundation. Last-minute Christmas gift ideas, we've got some great ones at Lafayette Radio Electronics. Like a Lafayette portable cassette recorder with built-in condenser microphone for only $24.95. Lafayette component-style phono system for just $29.95. Or how about a good-looking AM-FM digital clock radio for a low, low $19.95. You just can't go wrong with Lafayette's famous quality and prices like these. Come in and see for yourself. Don't wait too long before the special sale ends on December 24th. For more details, see our ads on Thursday and Sunday in your local newspaper.
1: imagination, the perfect dream house. The castle in Spain, or the little cottage on the mountaintop overlooking that blue lake in the Green Valley. But few of us are ever fortunate enough to have our dream come true. Mm-hmm. Douglas and Helen Senton were two young people who had that good fortune. And as we first meet them, They're having the happy experience of being shown through their perfect house in New Orleans, which they've acquired through the death of an uncle Douglas Fenton never
0: knew existed.
1: And uh, this was used as a music room in the old days.
0: Oh, I can just see it. Can't you, Doug?
1: It's a beautiful room, nice and sunny. I uh, think I've given you a thorough tour of your new home, And unless you have any questions, I should be getting back to the office. I promise you'll be our first dinner guest, won't Oh, you bet. There are still a lot of questions I have about Uncle Timmy that I'll want answered. I am at your service. Good day, and good luck,
5: and good health. And don't bother, Mr. Fenton. I know the way out.
0: Oh, Duck, I'm so happy. I just love this house. Wait till you see what I do with it.
1: What was that? The, the movers?
0: Don't be silly, darling. They left hours ago. Remember? Probably something fell. It didn't sound like something falling. You're home.
1: How did it go today, darling? Any better?
0: I really can't tell you, Doug, because I'm so ashamed. But I didn't stay home. I guess I'm just a big
1: coward. Well, don't be silly. Anyone would be frightened by what goes on in this place. Oh, oh Doug. Oh, what are we going to do? I told you. We'll sell the house and find another. Did you reach Mr. Lamour's? No, no, luck. When I called, he was out. And when he called me back, I was in a meeting and couldn't take the call, but he promised to... Oh, that must be him now. Hello? Mr. Fenton,
5: Lemoore's here. Sorry we missed connections all day. What can I do
1: for you? Mr. Lemours? I don't know how to tell you this, but... Well, Helen and I think the house is haunted like the house, you can always put it on the market. We love the house. That is, we thought we loved it. it. It's... You can't live in a house where all night long you hear screams and chain rattlings and during the day thumpings and... Well, there's an odor, an indescribable odor of, of rot and decay that sweeps through the house from time to time. It's here now. As a matter of fact. And we wanted to know if If you had had any complaints... The house has been empty for years. Well, well maybe that's the reason. Have you heard anything that... Well, about the house being haunted?
5: You're serious?
1: Of course.
5: Then I can only tell you that feeling the way you do, you shouldn't stay in the house. I'll give you the names of some real estate agents who might be willing to handle it. seat, Mrs. Fenton. Tell me how I can help you.
0: Well, we have a house we'd like to put on the market. Well, of course.
5: Uh, would you give me the location?
0: It's in an old neighborhood. Sixty-six Delacorte Street.
5: Uh, yes, yes. I I know the house. I, I thought it was vacant.
0: Well, we just moved in. My husband's uncle left in the house, and we decided to move to New Orleans and live
5: here. Miss Fenton, I'll be honest with you. The house has a bad reputation.
0: I don't understand.
5: I think you do. Any honest real estate agent would have to warn a prospective buyer that there are definite problems connected with your house. Of course.
0: I understand that.
5: Then you also understand I'd have to offer the house way below the market value. How far below? I don't think i could ask more than $20,000.
0: 20,000. My husband and i wouldn't be
5: interested at in that figure. Thank you for your time. Oh, not at all. If you change your mind, you know where to find me. <laughs>
1: How can a pretty girl look so unhappy after a dinner like this?
0: When the girl is thinking of going home to a house that scares her and that no real estate agent wants to handle. Relax.
1: Look, we'll put an ad in all the papers and sell it ourselves. You know, it it might be better that way. We save a commission.
0: Oh, darling. Hmm? That's why I love you. You take such a big load off my shoulders and make everything seem so easy.
1: Uh, Isn't that what husbands are for? Mm -hmm.
0: I can think of a few other uses.
1: (laughs) And that's one reason why I love you.
0: When are we going to put the ads in? First thing tomorrow. on? Hmm? The water. Don't you hear it?
1: Yes. Yes, I hear it. Did you check the bathroom?
0: I was afraid to. Anyway, it certainly doesn't sound as if it's coming from the bathroom. would work, we should call the police.
1: Oh, I would. I would if I felt they could help. (laughs) Whatever it is hasn't hurt us, only annoyed us. So I I think maybe if we show we're not bothered, the noises and the smells will stop.
0: I don't think I can do that, Doug.
1: I know. I know. That's why we put the ads in the papers.
0: Doug. Hold
1: me close. What's that? It's a ghost. They've come to the front door.
0: But who could come at this time of night?
1: You talk as if it were three in the morning. It's only 10.30, and this is a late town. I suppose I'd better see who it is.
0: I'll come with you. Be right with you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I never dreamed I'd be waking you. I'll come back some other time. Oh, no. We weren't asleep. Come on in. Come in. Uh, It it was the advertisement in the Picayune. The house is for sale. Oh, yes, it is.
1: I'm Doug Fenton, and this is my wife, Helen.
0: I'm Zoe Lemaître. You're interested in the house? I am. Are you married? No. I'm quite alone.
1: But this is a large house. The ad described how many...
0: Darling, I'm sure Miss Lemaitre knows how large the house is. She's interested. I know the house is large, but I'm hooked on antiquities. Um, I think before we actually get down to business, I should tell you. I know all about the reputation this house has in this city. You do? I do.
1: And you still want to buy it?
0: If I can afford it. And I think that the only way you're going to dispose of it is to sell it very cheaply.
1: Ah, Miss Lemaitre, just how cheaply are you thinking? Or aren't you prepared to make an offer?
0: Oh, I'm not only prepared. I brought this certified check (laughs) along.
1: You've made up your mind.
0: (laughs) Here it is. Oh, wow. Massive. $7,800? $7,800? Why, well, that's, that's just a fair fun. offer, considering the reputation of the house. Doug? Doug Fenton? Miss Lemaitre? Are you too angry with me to join me in a cafe seat?
1: It's my wife who's angry. Oh. I never can stay mad at girls as pretty as you.
0: Thank you. Do you find me fascinating, Mr. Fenton?
1: Completely. I trust I have the same effect on you.
0: Oh, it's not you who interests me. It's your house. Why? I can't tell you. Everyone
1: in this town seems to know what's wrong with my house except Helen and me.
0: They know there's something wrong. That's all they know.
1: Oh, and you know more, beautiful Zoe. Hmm? Ah, yes. Behind those beautiful green eyes lies
0: secret. And your attitude is one reason why I can't tell you. You wouldn't believe me anyway. Try me. All right. The house you're living in doesn't really belong to you. Oh,
1: I have a deed that says it does.
0: That house was stolen from the daughter of Marie Levo
1: Marie Laveau?
0: Who's she? The most powerful bokor in the history of voodoo. The beautiful black woman who ruled as the voodoo queen of New Orleans for half a century. You, Douglas Fenton, are living in the house. ...of the voodoo queen. And she wants you out.
1: When a landlord wants to evict a tenant... ...the tenant can always take his case to court. But when the fanciful notion is advanced... ...that the landlord is really a voodoo queen... ...who lived back in the 19th century that tenant has a problem. I'll be back shortly with a terrifying solution found by Doug Fenton in Act Two.
2: Ever see a beer drinker
4: pour his beer real easy down the side of the glass? Maybe you do it yourself. If
1: so, the Budweiser brewmaster thinks you're missing something especially if you're a Budweiser drinker. You see, bud is brewed, so it will kick up a healthy head of foam. Exclusive beechwood aging and natural carbonation make it a lively brew. Well, anyway, pouring bud plunked down the middle of the glass helps bring out the best in that clean white Budweiser foam
4: and real beer aroma. It also helps you get the full benefit of a taste, smoothness, And drinkability, you'll find in no other beer at any price. Remember, brewing beer right does make a difference. Next time, pour that Budweiser right down the middle and see for yourself. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis.
3: Spencer's just received men's suits from three fine Chicago stores. These brands are included. Three G's, Eagle, Petroselli, Hart, Schaffner, Marks, and Worsted Tech. They are ticketed from $69.95 to $120. We are offering them at $17.99, none or higher. The total garments now at Spencer's is over $6,700, and it includes $39.95 to $120 men's suits, sport coats, simulated leather and man-made fur coats, zip-lined and all-weather coats, heavy parkas and overcoats. Worth thirty nine ninety five to one hundred and twenty dollars. Now only seventeen ninety nine. None higher. No salesman will raise you up. You cannot pay more than seventeen ninety nine. Often stores advertise certain items, and when you arrive at the store, you are shown a few at the advertised price, and are told that you would be better pleased if you spent twice the amount to take a better garment. At Spencer's, every garment is seventeen ninety nine. No salesman will raise you up. Spencer's three twenty two North Michigan Avenue, Chicago for Suburban Stores phone, 263-4700. Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. all next week.
1: Voodoo is an African religion which has been variously described and downgraded by such descriptive phrases as Black magic, mumbo-jumbo, or a mess of meaningless ritualistic incantations practiced and believed in only by the ignorant and superstitious. (laughs) Nevertheless, it survives. Douglas Fenton has been told that voodoo presents a very real and serious threat to his living in a house he inherited in New Orleans. But Douglas Fenton is a skeptic. You're too much, Zoe. Oh? Well, you must really think I'm the biggest sucker you ever saw if you expect me to sell you a $60,000 house for $7,800 because of some crazy story about a voodoo queen. Wait, where, where are you going?
0: Before I called you ignorant, now I know you're a fool. And I don't like fools. Sit down. Go home, Douglas. Go home to your pretty, silly wife. And the two of you can sit and laugh at Marie Laveau. But in the night when your blood runs cold and a nameless terror shakes your bones, remember me. And if you can, remember to call on the Gris and pray they show you mercy. Hey, you think this stuff is for real, don't you? I was born in New Orleans, as were my mother and grandmother. We know the power of the Koshong
1: Gris. If I apologize, will you sit down?
0: I will sit. But it's useless. You will still disbelieve.
1: Can you blame me? I'm a product of the 20th century. You tell me a pretty wild story and mention things I've I've never even heard of. Like this Koshong Gris.
0: The Cochon Gris are an ancient society of voodoo priests.
1: And what's your connection with them?
0: They asked me for a favor. It's not wise to oppose them.
1: And the favor was to buy my house, huh? Why? Why do they want it?
0: Because it was the home of Marie Laveau. Because it really belongs to her and they want it as a shrine. And their headquarters. What are you doing at this cafe this afternoon? Hmm? What took you out of your office?
1: No, a a problem. I've always found that a walk and some fresh air helps me.
0: Don't you find it strange that your walk should lead to the back streets and this particular cafe?
1: I wanted to get away from
0: crowds. And how was it that I happened to be here?
1: You can answer that better than I.
0: Yes, I can. Read this note. I received it at noon.
1: Cafe Lafitte, 3.30. Fenton would be there. Hey, darling. Hey, what's the matter? Oh, Doc. I'm oh, so glad
2: you're home. So glad. Look. Look there on the floor. What the devil is it? What does it look like?
1: Like a chicken that has had its neck
0: blown. That's what it is. I found it on our doorstep. Along with the chicken. I found this
1: This looks like a child's drawing of some kind of snake.
0: No, not a child, Doug. Not a child. According to the police, these are voodoo symbols. Have you ever heard of voodoo?
1: Strange that you should mention that. I had a crash course earlier today. What? The girl who came here to buy our house. I ran into her today at a sidewalk cafe. She seemed to know a lot about it. She told me... Uh, no, it, it's it's not important What did the police say?
0: Well, that these were voodoo symbols That they may be the work of a prankster Or it might be a believer and Someone who thinks voodoo magic actually works Someone with a grudge against us The Koshong Gris hoped I'd find oh. you here. why, well, Mr. Fenton, what a surprise. Now, look,
1: d- don't don't try to put me on. Uh, you probably have a piece of paper on you somewhere that reads Cafe Lafitte 822 Fenton will be
0: there. <laughs> oh, you're really rather charming, you know, Doug.
1: Well, I try. Particularly when someone looks like you. <laughs> now, I've never met a girl who even came close to you and looks... I think you've bewitched me.
0: Of course. But what have you done to me? Put a love spell on me.
1: I think you're trying to tell me something.
0: And if I am?
1: We should find a more private place.
0: I shouldn't tell you this. Mm. Oh, Doug, darling, I never felt like this before in my life. Mm. Never with anyone.
1: You're a beautiful liar But I love to hear it
0: I mean it, Doc
1: Oh, you're an astonishing girl (laughs) Really? We've been here for two hours And you've never once Mentioned my
0: wife Oh Should I have?
1: Mm, Let's just say it's uh, Unusual
0: Oh You're an experienced adulterer
1: Ouch now, why did I bring her name up?
0: I don't know. I do.
1: It's because I'm worried about the things she finds on our doorstep.
0: What sort of things?
1: Well, a chicken with its neck wrung, <gasps> A piece of cardboard with a crudely drawn snake. <gasps> oh, yes, that, that means something to you, doesn't it?
0: Spells. They're put in or near people's houses for a purpose.
1: And they mean something.
0: Of course. I'm almost afraid to ask. You should be. The chicken with its neck rung means death.
1: Helen? Helen, are you all right?
0: Yes, Doug, darling, I'm fine. Oh. Well, how how was today, huh? I mean, um... Well, if you mean, were there any other little presents left on our doorstep... No. Well, no, that, that's good news. Maybe they've stopped. I won't complain. After all, you're home early tonight. What does that mean? Oh, nothing, really. It's just that you've been working so late at the office so often, and I realize that I'm not as attractive as I used to be, and... Although I guess I'm not much...
1: Yeah, I hate so, to hear you talk like well, that. I
0: hate to talk like that. Maybe I wouldn't if, if... If what? I know how attractive you are. And there are a lot of beautiful women in the world. And, oh, please, and, uh, please.
1: This isn't necessary, Helen.
0: I'm afraid it, it's very necessary. Will you... Will you stop seeing Zoe Lemaître?
1: I'm as mad as anyone can get and still not commit murder. It's your associates. Those voodoo priests you tell me are called uh, the Cochon Gris. They're
0: not my associates. Sometimes they ask me to do favors for them, and I know it's not wise to refuse.
1: They must really be grateful to you. They've rewarded you by telling Helen every time we met... Oh. Now tell them to lay off.
0: I won't. You won't?
1: What do you want to do, break us up?
0: You know better than that, Doug. It's just that I don't want to make a fool of myself. If I go to the couchon Cree with this request, they will simply tell me what I've been telling you all along if you wanted to stop. Sell the house. We
1: would, gladly, if we could get anywhere near what it's worth.
0: What is it worth, really, Doug? You can't find a buyer who'll even make an offer except the courjons gris. And they think they're being very generous.
1: I won't be taken.
0: You inherited the house. Whatever you get is pure profit.
1: You really don't understand, do you?
0: I know that if you won't sell, then Helen will have to suffer.
1: Not if I stop seeing you. That would be your choice. And I'm making it. Right now. If you can let me walk away rather than ask a simple favor of people who owe you, then I'll walk.
0: Goodbye, my love. Have I told you it's nice having you home for dinners again? You have? You're bored with me.
1: No, 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 no. With myself. And you're going to have me home a lot more from now on. That's very good news. Well, I'm not so sure about that. I've lost my job.
0: You're kidding.
1: Mm, I wish I were. But They called me in yesterday with all sorts of excuses about cutbacks and economies and... Well, I'm out. So I was the last man in and now I'm the first man out.
0: Let's sell the house... And get out of New Orleans. Oh, Doug, don't you see? It will be wonderful. We'll be starting all over again. I'm back. So I see. May I come in? Uh, What happened to your key?
1: I threw it away so I wouldn't be tempted to use it. But I couldn't stay away.
0: I'm glad. Did you miss me? Oh, Doug.
1: Oh, Zoe. Zoe, Zoe, my love.
0: my You don't know how much I missed hearing those words the last two weeks.
1: Now, I'm afraid you're going to miss them a lot more.
0: What?
1: I've lost my job, and Helen's at me to sell the house and get away from this city. And, incidentally, you. Oh no longer cares how little we get for it. She's completely fed up.
0: And you, Doug?
1: Well, it's very tough to put up a decent argument for staying.
0: If you could, would you stay?
1: How can I stay without money?
0: If it's money that separates us, you don't have to say goodbye at all.
1: Oh, excuse me, love. I didn't know I was talking to a wealthy plantation. Owner.
0: I only meant I might be able to get you all the money you want.
1: The only friends I know you have are the tight-wad cochon gris who only want to pay $7,800 for a $60,000 house.
0: They've been known to put a higher price on other things. Like what? Souls.
1: <laughs> you know, You know, you're really too much with that voodoo business. If there were anything to it which you know I don't believe for a minute, I'd have to be crazy to be willing to sell my soul.
0: I didn't mention your soul, did I?
1: I can't sell what I don't own, and as far as I know, I only have one soul.
0: There are others you can pledge. Other souls you can speak for.
1: Would you care to put a name to that soul?
0: Anyone near and dear to you. Like Helen? She would be one. <gasps>
1: I don't know whether to laugh or just walk out of here.
0: I'd never hurt you, I me, mean,
1: just, just what kind of a man do you think I am? A man I can love. Love? That word sounds very strange on your lips. The same lips that can talk about me selling my wife's soul.
0: Oh, go away. You're just like everyone else, crying about not having any money and not willing to pay the price for getting all you want, everything you want, including me. <laughs> Helen, what are you doing? Packing. You can't seem to make up your mind, so I'm making it up for you. I told Mr. Vincent, the real estate agent, to take whatever he can for the house, and we're getting out. Tonight. (laughs) Oh, I've been expecting you. There's a cafe cistern on the coffee table.
1: How did you know I'd come
0: back? Because I chose you. I couldn't make a mistake about the man I chose to love.
1: Well, when you stop patting yourself on the back, I'd better tell you that the only reason I'm back is because I don't believe any of this voodoo stuff. And that's why I'm willing to go along. Of course. And to prove it, I'm not going to make any deal where I have to shoot, stab, poison, or in any way do anything that's going to cause physical harm to Helen.
0: No one's going to ask that of you. All that's required is this knife and your blood.
1: If you're in love with a beautiful girl who practices voodoo and believes that a drop of your blood drawn from you by a sacred knife will bring you luck, why not? And from there, it's just a short step to making deals about souls. Oh. Yours. And even others. Because after all, it doesn't really work. Oh. Or does it? I'll be back in a moment with Act Three. When you buy a mid-sized car, you expect certain things from it. Mainly, a reasonable combination of comfort and economy. Well, friend... Buick has a mid-size to meet your expectations. The 1975 Century Regal, it's a joy to look at, a joy to ride in, and Buick's new V6 engine makes it a joy to drive, especially past gas stations. Buick Century Regal, dedicated to the free spirit in just about everyone. The blue whale is the biggest animal that ever lived. Bigger than two dinosaurs, heavier than 25 elephants. Today it's nearly extinct after years of relentless commercial hunting. Now other whales are in danger. For what? Some rare vitamin, some precious serum? No, for margarine, pet food, shoe polish. What a way to go. Help save the whales we have left. Write National Audubon Society, 953rd Avenue, New York, New York. Did you know
4: that more children die from being hit by automobiles and from any other cause?
1: 10,000 pedestrians and cyclists are killed, and another 500,000 are injured in our country every year. And most of these casualties happen to children, especially after dark. There is something to keep your children safer after dark. A safety kit of hot dots, reflective stick-ons that give off a blast of light. Drivers can see them from 600 feet away. Protect your children at night and on dark school mornings. Stick Hot Dots on bicycles, clothing, books, lunch boxes. Get your Hot Dots kit free at Northwest Federal Savings, one block west of Cicero Avenue on Irving Park Road, or in displays on Dempster Street, just east of the Tri-State Tollway. But hurry, our supply is limited. A message from Northwest Federal Savings to help keep your children safer after dark.
4: This is WBBM, Chicago, News Radio 78.
1: I think all of us feel some small twinges of apprehension when we sit in the doctor's office waiting for the injection we know we must have, but... How do you describe the feelings of a young man sitting opposite a girl he adores who is wielding a ceremonial knife preparatory to drawing some blood? Zoe, my love, you're beautiful and an enchantress. But somehow you look different with that knife in your hand. May I see it?
0: Be careful. It's very sharp. And heavy. It's pure gold.
1: I don't suppose you could use something smaller than this.
0: It really looks lethal. I could use a lot of different things, but then this paper would be meaningless. Well, it's blank. At the moment. It won't be after you write your wife's name on it.
1: Well, before I do that, what am I supposed to get?
0: As much money as you need. Or what?
1: Oh, well, suppose I said I want a million dollars.
0: The amount isn't important. Just trust me, and for one year, money will rain on your head in a golden shower.
1: And what happens after the year's up?
0: We'll cross that bridge when we come to it.
1: What have I got to lose?
0: Nothing. But before you write your wife's name, you know, of course, what she is losing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm pledging her immortal soul... You, Doctor. I'm afraid I don't have very good news for you, Mr. Fenton. Haven't you found out yet what's wrong? The tests are inconclusive and none of the medication we've been giving her seems to be able to help. Well, what is it? Is it a bug or a virus? Or... We just don't know. She's been asking for you. Helen? Helen?
0: getting away from the office. Well,
1: I keep telling you, darling, I'm I'm my own boss now. And if things keep going the way they are, I, I may even turn out to be a tycoon.
0: I'm dying, Doug. Now,
1: Helen, please, now you, you mustn't even... It's You in-
0: right. it, it mustn't feel badly. The way things went since we came to New Orleans, I'm beginning to think that death might be the best thing for me. Helen, I don't want
1: you to talk that way.
0: Doug, I want you to promise me one thing. Just one thing, please. Anything. When I die... Now, will you stop talking about dying? Please, Doug, listen to me. You must get out of that house. Get rid of it. Promise me, Doug. You'll never set foot again in that horrible house. Oh, delicious. Mm. I do adore champagne. Well, when are we going to make it all legal? You mean with a wedding and everything like that?
1: Oh, and what a wedding. What a reception. And what a honeymoon. The biggest, most expensive. Helen's been
0: dead only three months. Not a very long period of mourning. Who says? A lot of people. Nasty, gossipy people.
1: Dull, stodgy people. Who cares about them?
0: Or what they say to your business associate.
1: What can they say?
0: That you became very rich very suddenly, that your wife died mysteriously, that I'm a witch, and that perhaps people should be careful about
1: doing business with you. No, yeah, yeah, I, I'd almost forgotten. It's all because of that voodoo group you fool around
0: with, hmm? You'll have to admit that everything happened after we went through the ceremony they told me to perform. Right.
1: I'll admit that first sugar deal on the commodities market was luck. But after that, give me a little credit. I got smart about commodities. And now I know what I'm doing. So, when do we get married,
0: hmm? Why is marriage so important to you? You wouldn't
1: be stalling me, would you, my love? Don't be
0: silly, Doc. Shouldn't you, do... shouldn't you wait and see when your one-year contract is up that your luck doesn't change? Come in,
1: come in, Lamour. Sit down. Your offices are most impressive, Fenton. Most impressive. Uh, You said that you wanted to see me on a matter of utmost urgency. That's right. First, I owe you an apology. For what? For my cowardice. I don't know what you're talking about. The facts about your uncle's house, which I knew and withheld from you deliberately. Mm. No, no, no. Forget it. Forget it. I'm, I'm out of the house, and you have nothing to reproach yourself for. I had heard you sold the house, and I also know the price. That suggested to me that you still had your reasons for no, I just didn't want the trouble of looking around for buyers. I grabbed the first offer I got from Miss Lemaitre. Something wrong with that? I will be brief. I didn't tell you and your wife the history of the house because I was afraid, afraid of the cochon gris. Afraid of the power of voodoo. Fenton, you're in danger. Me? Yes. How did your wife die? Some unknown virus. Some kind of fluke, the doctor said. Don't you think that's strange? An unknown disease in these day and age? Uh, look, Lamour, you can believe what you want, but leave me out. I can't. Because of your relationship with Miss Lenette. I beg of you one favor. Tonight, come with me and meet Louis Castan. It may be your only chance to save yourself. I don't feel any need for salvation. Now, if you... you have heard of Louis? Never. Louis Castan is a 90-year-old Cajun who's lived all his life in the bayous. He knows more about voodoo than any other human being. (laughs) What are you doing? Helping you out of my office and you won't leave when I ask you to. I'll gladly go. If you'll tell me you haven't let her talk you into making some kind of silly bargain. (sighs) Why did you say that? So you have. You've sold your soul. Fenton. For oh, the love of God, come with me to the bio tonight. Yes? This is Douglas Fenton.
2: I hope we meet in time. No?
1: I'm here only because Mr. L'Amour has practically kidnapped me.
2: Mr. Lemoore's has lived in Louisiana a long time. He knows much about voodoo and Cajuns.
1: All right. All right. What do you have to tell me?
2: First, you tell me what you have done with Boko.
1: What the devil is a Boko?
2: A very bad person. One who knows the darkest secrets of voodoo and uses them for evil ends. One who is pledged to Tambala Odeo, the great snake god. Oh, sounds like something out of the Middle Ages. No, Mr. Fenton. It is much older than that. Have you ever seen a knife like this?
1: Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I've seen a lot of knives.
2: But one like this you would remember, no? A pure gold knife with these writings. Well, what if I have? If you have only seen it, Mr. Fenton, that is well. But if it has drawn your blood, that is very bad. How come
1: you know so much about all this voodoo ritual?
2: I had a wife. I loved her much, yes. She loved other things more. She sold my soul, Mr. Fenton. Sold my soul to Dambala Odeo. I found out just in time. And I defeated her. And her Boko, But I paid a price. I cannot use my limbs. You see, Mr. Phantom, I must sit here until the end. But Damballa, Uteo, and I, we will fight, you understand?
1: And that's why you brought me here, the morning. huh? Because you think I've fallen somehow under the spell
2: of... the
1: We are going to be married. When? We haven't set the date, but she has agreed to marry me. She
2: will not marry you. If, as I believe, she is Boko, she will want to destroy you and take your soul. She will never marry.
1: I know you're wrong. But... Well, uh, as long as I came here, what must I do
2: if you're right? She must follow the ritual for the sacrifice. She will ask you to perform some ancient marriage rite to strengthen the vows. It will be a powerful voodoo, and she will need a drug. And she will ask you to drink. If you drink, nothing can save you.
1: But she does ask me to go through this ceremony.
2: Is there anything I can do? You can use this knife. I give it to you. The gold knife. It is easily concealed in your clothing, as you see. And you will use it.
1: But I thought you said that this knife could only be used by a bokor.
2: Oh,
0: on a bokor. My love, you're not the only one who's jealous, you know.
1: You never have to worry about me. You should know by now that I'm yours, my love, for life.
2: Hmm.
1: Zoe, hmm. are we going to get married? Of
0: course. When? Whenever you like.
1: You mean that? You really mean that? You set the date. Today?
0: Really, Doc, you've got to give a girl a chance. To no, get. All, right, Ready? all right, all right. All well, right. How about Saturday? Saturday? Saturday sounds lovely. There's just one silly favor I'd like to ask. Oh, well, anything. What? Before the real wedding, with the minister and everything. <laughs> I know it's superstitious, but you know you're so. I just wouldn't feel that we were truly married unless we went through a little native ceremony that my family has observed in every marriage. A native ceremony? It's nothing, really. Just the two of us before an ancient altar. I know you'll think it's nonsense, but it means so much to me. So much that I don't think I can marry you unless you go through with it.
1: house? Why do we have to come here? don't ask so many questions.
0: Just pretend we're playing some childish game. It will seem that way to you, Doug, but to me it's... Well, the way we've always done things. What's that? The altar. But that statue, it's... he it looks frightening, but it's just an old statue of a snake god that blesses every marriage.
1: so he please. You know I don't believe all this. Oh, it's... maybe you're used to the darkness and the candles and the drums, but...
0: Here, drink this and you'll feel better. What's that? A little ceremonial wine, darling. It was left on the altar for us. Drink it.
1: Do you really want me to drink from that goblet?
0: Yes. You insist... Darling, it's the only way. You will drink
1: for me. If you come into my arms and hold the goblet to my lips. Uh, Now who's acting childishly? It's the only way. All right.
0: Here, here. Drink. (gasps) Doug, you're holding me too tight.
1: unfortunate tick. His right hand, the hand that operates the camera, now moves ceaselessly in the air, completely out of control. The doctors diagnose it as a nervous disorder. But of course, they don't practice voodoo. I'll be back in a moment.
4: Hi, dear. I'm home.
2: Will the defendant
4: please rise? Now, wait a minute. I'm sorry I'm a little late,
0: How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty?
4: I worked late, and the traffic was heavy, and I stopped for a drink
1: at Rocky's. The accused is charged with breach of promise and willful negligence. Okay, so it's 7:15, but you have to make a big federal case out of
0: it. The defendant is found guilty as charged.
4: your house, cancel the trials, stop
1: appointing each other as both judge and jury, hear where the other is and work through the hassles together, and forgive a little, as God forgives a lot,
4: a nudge toward respecting others from the Mennonite churches.
1: how many of us invest inanimate objects with supernatural powers. On the other hand, perhaps our superstitions are only faint memory traces, throwbacks to our ancestors who prayed to rocks and trees and mountains. Today, we've progressed beyond those beliefs. We're sure that inanimate objects are powerless, on the other hand, we're told that nothing is sure except death and taxes. And, of course, the fact I'll be here tomorrow. Our cast included Joan Loring, Jordan Charney, Renee Roy, Dan Ockle, and Gilbert Mack. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Last night and today, I'm taking no chances. Maybe with your superior intelligence, you have no worries about our abortive attempt at Satanism. But I have. Look, I was the victim, and since a crack on the head denied me any knowledge of what happened, I'm only hoping you can give me the straight goods. Uh, the straight goods. A peculiarly inept term for what we are engaged in, my brother in Satan. it, it's not a deal in semantics, Anthem. Now, what happened after I summoned up the fiend? I mean, how did you escape and how could I have been harmed? As long as I was safe in the magic triangle within the circle.
2: I warned you to keep your feet still. If you touch any part of the circle itself or the triangle within it, You are at the mercy of all the devils in hell. Radio Mystery Theater was
1: sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser, and Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.